What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the 2021 Northern Trust betting preview. We're going to talk outrights. We're going to talk top 20s, head-to-head matchups, let them hang predictions, and we have the fourth edition of the hottest game show in the DFS streets, Nut yes. Up or Shut Up, is going to be happening Ooh. here in just a minute. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're excited about it. As always, we're presented to you by fantasynational.com slash TJ. Your one-stop shop for anything golf, PGA Tour, Corn Ferry Tour, stats, uh, PGA Tour license data, uh, head-to-head matchup betting tool, recent form, course history, make your models, do all the things with the numbers and the stats. Everything you need with Fantasy National. We've been using these guys for like five years. They are the trusted source. Everything we reference on every podcast that has anything to do with stats is courtesy Fantasy National. So if you're not a member already, I don't know what you're doing. FantasyNational.com slash TJ for 20% off any membership level. You can start it weekly or monthly and then upgrade and it stays with you. Love our friends at Fantasy National. Thank you for supporting the Tour Junkies podcast. Now, Pat, we just finished recording the DFS show. It got pretty wild. I, I Yes. You know, there are some shows that I we get done and I'm like, that was pretty lame. Last week was one of them. Uh, there are some shows that we get done. I'm like, that was pretty good. And that's how I feel about the one we just did. It was exciting. It was fun. We had some laughs. We had some good times. Good times had by all. Uh, we said things that we didn't mean to say. Um, but other than that, it was great. It was a great show. So you need to go listen to that. Yeah. But tonight, for the betting show, it's going to be great, too. I'm excited about Nut Up or Shut Up, the, the best game show. The only game show, but it is the best game show. In the DFS streets, um, we had Kevin Kisner. Take it down. Our boy Kiz won Kiz. the six-man playoff. You mentioned him in the DFS preview last week. Neither one of us had him on our betting card, unfortunately, so that was pretty lame. What's wrong with us? Yep, we're dummies. But uh, three events left in this PGA Tour season, and we're still, we're still killing it this year. You know, uh, DB's Big Balls betting card is now up 51 units on the season with three events left. Hope to hit, hope to hit a winner this year for the Northern Trust, but uh, it's exciting. The Kiz win was a good time. It was a good thing to see. We love seeing Kiz win. I just got done paying off a bet that I lost last week because I had Brant Snedeker. You had Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood made the cut. Snedeker was home with his propping his feet up on Friday night. So I had to drink a Steel Reserve. Steel Reserve malt beverage. I took it down, and it was disgusting. Now I'm drinking vodka and soda wild leap and soda because it's refreshing and i know i shouldn't go beer before liquor but that's what i'm doing because i needed something refreshing i just couldn't make myself take down another beer even a good one so wild leap vodka and soda for me what what did you are you still drinking beer pat yeah still got a beer just uh sipping on this beer from the last show i haven't finished this one but i'll refill at some point kissler shut shut up in the comments give me a break i went to the gas station it was the only option they had so i did it you know, screw you. All right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, he's technically he's correct. Okay. Th- okay. Then I'll get another one and I'll drink 16 ounces of the next one. I'll drink it. I'll drink 16 ounces next week to complete it, to complete your bet. So, so I grabbed what- the 24 ounce because all of the, the only go look at the YouTube short video or our Instagram channel and you'll see. I open the door and you'll see every all the options. There were no 40 ounce options and I didn't look at the ounces. I just thought they were these oh these are all the 40 ounces cuz it was like there was a Schlitz, there was a um there was a uh 
there was a there's the steel reserve there was another one that was weird that i'd seen before and i was just like oh let me grab this one it was the same size as all the other ones there were no 40 ounces at this bougie gas station so i'm not going to go to multiple gas stations okay I, i'm just you know nobody is is questioning you i mean you but they're just saying you should complete the bet with another 16 ounces okay okay i will freaking a i will <laughs> okay Tell us about um, the golf course quickly, Pat. Okay, all right, quickly. We are at Liberty National this week uh, for the Northern Trust. It is a par 71, 7,410 yards. We've got 125 players in this field, but 124 actually are playing this week. Usti is not playing right now. As far as I know, no one else is out. Uh, you do have a cut this week. This will be the last cut. Uh, for the season uh, the, and the only cut for the playoffs. Low 65 and ties will make the cut. You got bent grass greens here, bent grass fairways, Kentucky bluegrass rough with some deep fescue, some thick fescue if you hit it way offline here on this course. Um, looking at these greens, a lot of contours, a lot of slope here on these greens, and they're relatively small and they tend to be a little bit tricky. So I think that's interesting. You look at the par fives, three par fives here, two of them are reachable and uh you definitely got to score on at least two of these uh you've got a drivable par four 16th hole uh, which is going to play around 325 yards for me i'm definitely looking at the ball strikers i think ball strikers are going to be key um, you got to look at these guys that are great on approach um, that are hitting fairways uh, water is in play on a lot of these holes out here so that's something you want to look at you can't uh you know you gotta you can't be in the water you know, water is trouble, Water's and there's no a lot of it on this course. Um, but these greens, like I said, are fairly small. So if you miss them, I do think scrambling is something that you want to look at because uh, they're going to miss these greens. And if they do, they got to get it up and down. You know, Patrick Reed is always known as a great scrambler, and he's he's pretty magical around around the greens, kind of like Jordan Spieth is. And you know what? You're defending champion on this course is Patrick Reed at 19 under back in 2019. DJ is the technical defending champion, but that was at TPC Boston last year. But when Patrick Reed won in, in uh, 2019, he was 19 under, as I, I mentioned that. And then some other guys up there near the top, near the top that are in this field, Abraham Anser, uh, Harold Varner III, John Rahm, and then Adam Scott, who also won back here in 2013, which was the year they played this course at Liberty National before uh 2019 so uh so there you go that is the quick rundown um i mentioned some stats i will say i am looking at form ball striking approach scrambling putting on bent and some par five scoring so there you go good stuff pat i do want to i do want to do the same thing i did in the dfs show and show the listeners this or the viewers i'm sorry on uh on youtube if you're watching on youtube you can see this right now um this is the strokes gain data from Fantasy National for the top almost 20 players in the field at the 2019 Northern Trust. And what you see is a lot of green almost across the board. This is like a true test of almost every part of the game. Uh, there's only one player in the whole top, almost top 20 that did not gain strokes on approach. There are four players that did not gain strokes around the green, and three of those four just barely didn't gain strokes around the green. I do think this is a true tee to green test um, where being in the fairway is important. 
where approach play is supremely important, but you are going to have to use your short game prowess because these are smaller undulating greens that I do think uh, even the best ball strikers may miss every once in a while, and you got to be able to get up and down. Webb Simpson compared these greens to Donald Ross, kind of in undulation and how they're, how they're, how they're constructed and being smaller. They're not Donald Ross greens, but I think that's something to take note of. Obviously, Patrick Reed, your, your winner here last time, is, is, uh, is a good scrambler. He won at 55-1. to 1. I don't really care about course history. I did look at that, that leaderboard just to kind of see what popped in terms of strokes gain data. Um, but I don't really care about course history. I don't care about how they played in 2019. I don't care about how they played in 2017. The President's Cup match plays a whole different animal. I'm looking at recent form, very recent form. I'm looking at, uh, at, at the stats. And I like the, the you know, driving accuracy, driving distance, kind of looking at both. I love just a total driver of the golf ball. I don't think you have to be super long, as Pat said. But length never hurts. As long, I do want you hitting some fairways, though. Stroke scan approach, stroke scan around the green. Bogey avoidance, I think, is going to be interesting this week. There's not a lot of wind projected as of now, but that the wind is the biggest defense of this golf course when it starts blowing off the Hudson. Uh, it looks like the course is going to be kind of soft. Lift clean in place could be there for these shorter hitters. Being able to do that into these fairways is going to make a big difference, so that's something to pay attention to. And obviously putting on bent grass is also important. Course record here, Pat. I don't think we talked about this either time. Two guys have the course record here at 62. Kevin Chappell and Troy Merritt. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, Almost mentioned Merritt on the on the DFS you? podcast. I yeah. got kind of nervous about it for some reason. Oh, it's a nervous name. <laughs> and, and it also, like, if you listen back on that show, uh, that whole 6K range was like, I mean, it was it was lit. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, so, oh, you I mean our, our friend uh, Troy Merritt, the Amish yeah. Amish Mafia Troy? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I... I it, it's interesting. I mean, Troy Merritt and Kevin Chappell... I mean, Kevin Chappell's a known ball striker. Not super long. Neither is Troy Merritt. So anyway, that's just some things to note. There's a bunch of bunkers out here and all that stuff. But anyway, that's the golf course, uh, Pat. And now I think it's time that we get into one of our favorite parts of the, of the podcast, one of our favorite new segments. We don't do it every week. This will be the last time we do it this PGA Tour season. It's the fourth installment of easily the greatest game show in the DFS streets. It's time for Nut Up or Shut Up. Nut Up or Shut Up. Nut Up or Shut Up. Nut Up. Nut Up. Nut Up or Shut Up. <laughs> yes, sir. Nut Up or Shut Up presented by our friends at RunTheSims.com. Our boy Pat Mayo and Justin Freeman have started up RunTheSims.com. If you go to RunTheSims.com slash TJ and hit promo code TJ at checkout, you are going to get 20% off, I'm sorry, not 20%, off, $50 off your membership level. It is basically Fantasy National, but for football, for the NFL. So if you play DFS, if you play season long, if you play Dynasty, if you do showdowns, if you bet on the NFL, it doesn't matter what you do. If you do any of that for the NFL, runthesims.com slash TJ will hook you up. Again, it's like Fantasy National, but for football. It's, there's amazing stats. You can run your own simulations, create your models. If you think, hey, you know, the baseline for the Bengals to throw the ball this many times, you know, have this many, you know, this percentage passing over rushing is X. And I think it's actually greater than that. You can change it up and the simulation will run and show you what that does to guys like T Higgins, the guys like uh, Tyler Boyd, Joe Burrow, those kind of things. So anyway, it's a, it's a really fun tool uh, and it's got a bunch of basic stuff too. So if you're not into all that and you just want a little help for your season long draft coming up, 
then runthesims.com slash TJ is where it's at. You better get it, take advantage of it now before your draft gets going. So this week's Nut Up or Shut Up contestant is going to get a free month at runthesims.com if he correctly answers four out of five questions tonight. We only have five questions. Got to get four right. And we ain't playing. This ain't, we've said it before, we've not had a loser yet, but I'm not scared to make you the first loser, okay? If you lose, you're not getting anything. You're not getting anything. Mm. You're just going to be the first loser in the history of Nut Up or Shut Up. Pressure. There's pressure, for sure. All right, Sam, uh, producer Sam, let's bring in our contestant. His name is Emmett, and he is a, a recent uh, Nut Hut member. What's up, Emmett? How you doing, buddy? What's going on, Pat and DB? Dude, it's like daylight. Where are you, where are you at right now? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Oh, oh dang, LA. daddy. You in L.A. Dang, they let you out of the house, man? You're supposed to, you're supposed to have like four masks <laughs> on right now, aren't you? All right, we're not going to get into all that. Uh, Emmett. Welcome and thank you for supporting the tour junkies. We appreciate you, my man. Um, it's you know I am jealous of the LA weather over there. So all right, you got it. Four, uh, four. Got to get four right. Five questions. Ten seconds to answer each question. Pat is going to keep track of the clock and the score. Now that's ten seconds after I read your multiple choice, and these are multiple choice questions, which uh, you know is is good, right? You you good? Ready to go. Emmett, I don't know if this is, I, mean, I don't know if you have this, but do you have any podcast juice handy tonight or no? I do. I made a gin smash. Oh, a gin smash. I don't know what that no. is. I need, to, I need to know what that is. Yeah, what is that? I got you. It's a nice Japanese gin and Ooh. some basil and sugar and oh, dang. gin. If that ain't an oh, L.A. That, cocktail, I don't know what is an L.A. Fancy. cocktail. My God. Is there some quinoa in that it cocktail? It is fancy. There got to be some quinoa in there, maybe an avocado in that cocktail. Then it's a real L.A. LA cocktail. All right, let's do this. Some, to- no. some tofu. Do they throw tofu in that? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And, <laughs> Emmett, are you ready to, to play Nut Up or Shut Up? Let's go. All right, this is the Northern Trust edition uh, right here in New Jersey. Okay, New Jersey. Uh, I, I'm from Georgia, so, you know, this is as good as it's going to get. Yeah, you're yes, it's not going to get very uh, good. Now, producer Sam is from Jersey. He's right there in Jersey. Some of these questions may involve Jersey. They may not. All right, so here we go. First question. Which of these is not a cast member from MTV's Jersey Shore? Snooki, The Situation. Oh, I already hear. Oh, uh, we're already in trouble. Luigi P. Or Dina. Now, remember, Emmett, you do have an Ask the Chat available if you so choose to, to use it. And you can miss one question as I hear you already F-bombing that you don't know the damn answer. So what do we got? What do we think? I already know the first two are, because, you know, they're, you've, heard them, you've okay. heard of them before, but the last two, I, uh, I don't know. All right, we need an answer. Time's up! So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask the audience. No, 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 that's not, that, I need no, more than 10 seconds you, on this one. You, you only gonna, have 10 seconds. You're going to ask the audience? You can ask the audience now. So you, you all right, that. I'm going to ask the audience. All right, all right, chat, can you see the chat, Emmett? Luigi P. Chad, help him out. You're not Luigi getting, P. You're not getting a lot of help, honestly. Uh, the chat's kind of quiet. Well, right? I'm just going to go with Luigi P. because right, right, He's going to go with Luigi trust, P. Trust the chat. And the answer is... Ding, ding, ding! Luigi P. All That's right. our new sound effects. We got a great sound effect board over there. It was a real ratchet operation. Uh, all right, so you got one down, but you already used your chat, Emmett. You are, you are man, you're, you blew your water uh, like, real early on that one, buddy. 
um, real early. That's okay. All right, now I'm going to play a clip. It happens. This is a new segment. All right, now as ratchet as we are, we have figured out how to play an audio clip. So I'm going to play an audio clip for you right now. What player am I talking about in the following clip? And this is like a almost a minute long. So just this is like the girl in high school that you dated that was kind. She was like you knew she was gonna be fat, but she wasn't in high school. <laughs> she was just very well developed, and so guys were kind of into her and so you dated her and you were proud of it then but now when you look at her on facebook and she's like you know 275 you are embarrassed to say anything about all right so in that clip was i talking about luke list johnny vegas ryan moore or bryson dechambeau now the chat needs to be quiet do not give him the answer do not give him the answer who we got can you give me the uh, choices one more time? Luke List, Johnny Vegas, Ryan Moore, and Bryson DeChambeau. And they have to be an old girlfriend from college. High school, you know. Johnny she... Vegas. Johnny Vegas. Is that your final answer? That is. Ah! Ding, ding, ding! <laughs> he got it! He got it! He got it! Okay. Johnny Vegas, that was on a recent episode, so maybe you were listening, I don't know. Um, all right, so you got... That was last week, wasn't it? It was a couple weeks ago. It was like two weeks ago. Good job. Thanks for all paying right. attention, Emmett. I appreciate that. Uh, Johnny Vegas is definitely like an old high school girlfriend that ended up being really fat but was developed early on. All right, number three. Uh, I hope I get this right. What is gabagoo? Gabagoo. Is it fries with gravy and cheese? A ghost that haunts no, that's the... that's poutine. Haunts the mob. Oh, dang. A type of deli meat... Or a neighborhood in Newark. That's a New Jersey. This is a New uh, Jersey question. So all my Jersey folks out there, holla! What is Gabagoo? Got to be some. Uh, what, what was the fourth choice? So there's uh, fries with gravy and cheese, a ghost that haunts the mob, mm-hmm. a type of deli meat, or a neighborhood in Newark. Deli meat. Is that your final answer? It is. Ding ding ding! Hey, three for three. All you gotta do is get one more question right. I don't think I would have ever like you're. I'm impressed. I'm impressed right now. All you gotta do is get one more question right, and you you will not be. I think the biggest prize at this point is not being the first loser on Nut Up or Shut Up. Uh, Although Run the Sims is gonna be pretty cool. All right, here we go. Last question, or well, if you get it right, who chooses the chalk bomb every week? Me, Ben Little, Pat. Or Jay Monahan. Who's Jay Monahan? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not. I can't tell you that. But all right, all right. I, know, I already know that's Ben. Ding, ding, ding! We have a winner. Our boy oh, Emmett has taken down the first four. That one was way too first, easy. Way too one, easy. I, I didn't even get to. All right, see. all right. Let's I do our. Let's so do our bonus question. Bonus question here for you, Emmett. If you're ready for it, finish. This Bon Jovi verse. Oh God! <laughs> no, I'm good. Let's we'll move on. And you're to blame, darling. You give love a bad name. Hey, there we go. <laughs> ding, ding, ding! Very nice, very nice. Five for five, Emmett. Well done, you sir. Okay. Uh, you, sir, go down a winner in Nut Up or Shut Up history, and you get a free month at RunTheSims.com. Thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging out, man. Thanks for playing.
Appreciate it. I'm looking forward to using the, the new tool. Yeah, man. And keep it, uh, keep it LA out there with that weird ass cocktail you got, man. And praise God, baby. That's okay. You're <laughs> no doing, problem. You're no problem. Okay. Send you the recipe. Okay, brother. Yeah, send it to us. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> Thanks, Emmett. Good stuff, man. Appreciate it, dude. All right, All right guys. Was, uh, Have a good night. That was nut up, mem- nut up or shut up with Nut Hut member. Good God, uh, Emmett. He's a good dude. Good dude. I like him in the. He's a, he. You know, some people arrive to the Nut Hut with a lot of swagger. You know. And Emmett is that guy. You know, Emmett showed up on the scene in the Nut Hut, and from the first post, he was like, I'm here. You know, it's almost like, it's, it's like the guy in the locker room that walks mm-hmm. in and just goes ahead and lets the robe open to, sh- to show what's up. You know, like, hey, this is what I'm working with. You know, baby's arm holding an apple. Here we go. That's kind of how Emmett entered the chat. Other guys entered the chat a little more subdued. You know, they change clothes in a stall, and they don't ever, you know, they... They get in, get out, get, you know. But Emmett came in there ready to roll, and, and uh, he's a lot of fun in the, in the chat room. A lot of cool people you can meet in the Nut Hut chat, you know, if you're interested in meeting guys. <laughs> All right, uh, we ready for this? Yeah. We, we, went over the, uh, we went over the course already. Do you have anything else to add, Pat, before we, before we get into the, the course or the, uh, the picks? There are females in the chat. <laughs> well, there's like two. Anyway. Um... You know, I will add this. <laughs> Emmett is seems like a winner. You mm. know? Like you said, he kind of he kind of is in the locker room and he struts around in the locker room. And you know, if I was strutting around with a drink and I'm like walking around like whether it's the beach or my club, I would be walking around with some Arnold Palmer spite. Oh, okay? yeah. Okay. So cuz that's that's how you know like if you're if you're that kind of kind of person and you want to show that you know what's going on, and you got you got a good drink, and you're celebrating life. Oh yeah, and your your personal your personal victory. You're you're like a you're winning life. You you got an AP spiked with you. You know, I oh, mean, there's no way to really sure. celebrate or do anything. Okay, so it's a classic taste. You got uh, iced tea. You got lemonade. I mean, that's a powerful combination. And then on top of that, throw in some five percent ABV. Okay, all right. You got a, a drink made with alcohol, with tea, with some lemonade. And this brewed tea It's brewed, meaning like it's not fake tea. It's real tea, okay? Yeah. And uh, it's, it's really good, and it's 5% ABV. And you know what? I mean, here's the thing. It's just, it's just a classic taste. You know, it's, um, it's a perfect balance, you know, of that tea and that juice and that alcohol. And it comes in multi-packs, DB. You can get more than just one. You can get several of them, or you get them in a tall 24-ounce can. Perfect for sipping those throughout the day, whether you're on the golf course or uh, you're, in a, you're on the beach somewhere or whatever. It's refreshing. That's what I like in a drink like that. I want refreshing. I want something that's good. And so Arnold, Arnold Palmer Spiked in a store near you. You go to arnoldpalmerspiked.com slash tourjunkies. You can look. You can search on Drizzly. Okay, you can search on oh, yeah. uh, Instacart. Oh yeah, either one of those get it delivered. So anyway, just go to ArnoldPalmerSpiked dot com slash Torjo. Praise Arnold Palmer. ArnoldPalmerSpiked dot com slash Junkies. Twenty twenty one Hornell Brewing Company, Memphis, Tennessee. Malt beverage with natural flavor. Celebrate responsibly. 
Please, please do. All right, let's get into it. We got outrights tonight, top 20s, head-to-head matchups, let them hang predictions, a jam-packed betting show here. Let's get to it, Pat. Uh, first off, we're going to talk about favorites, up to 25 to 1, who we're touching, and one we're going to stay away from. I'm staying away from John Rahm because he's 8 to 1. In a huge mm-hmm. stacked field, this is the, the World Golf Ranking uh, Twitter account, or not Twitter account, but Nostradamus on Twitter who follows all the World Golf Ranking stuff, tweeted out this is the strongest field in world golf ranking history. Strongest field ever. That's pretty crazy. I'm not going to take the shortest player in the field in the strongest field in history. Like, I'm not doing that. That's dumb. So if you bet John Rahm at 8-1, to one, turn off our podcast. I don't even want you here. I don't want you listening. I don't want you watching. Just turn it off, unless you're like Warren Buffett or something. But still, it's still a dumb bet. Like, you just don't do that. But So he's my stay-away play. The, the two most enticing names here, have got to be, and we didn't talk about either one of these guys in the DFS show, but when you get the odds on names like this in a field like this, which happens every year, I feel like, JT at 25 to 1 on both DraftKings and PointsBet, as well as Rory at 22 to 1 on DraftKings, those two to me um, were the ones that made me go, okay, yep, I'll, I, will, uh, I will click on those. That, that looks good. I mean, JT's iron play has been tremendous. Off the tee has been rather sus. The putting has been meh, average, but it's JT. Like He can pop up and get it done at any point. He's going to turn it on for the FedEx Cup playoffs, and I think Rory, with his combination of distance and accuracy off the tee, this is a solid place for Rory. Um, we just need him to freaking do it for four rounds, Rory. My God, can you just not just completely down your leg in round one? Can we not do that? Can we just do can we just do regular Rory for all four rounds? That would be refreshing. That'd be refreshing, Rory, if we could do it for all four rounds, because he just can't do the first round. If he could do the first round, he'd win golf tournaments all the time. So twenty two to one for Rory on DK and twenty five to one for JT on both DK and points bet. That's for me. Okay. Well, I like I like those. Um for me, the guy to avoid is actually Jordan Speed up there at the top. You got him 12 to 1. I've seen him um, maybe a little bit longer on some books, um, but that 12 to 1 odd, I don't like. I don't like that at all for Jordan Speed. So I will not play that. I like the Kep- I mean, uh, the Rory play, and I like the JT play. I'll add, did you mention Brooks Kepka? Was no. I not listening? No. I like Brooks Kepka at 25 to 1. Brooks I think that's a good. Brooks Kepka. Okay. What did I say? I don't know. It's getting kind of... I don't know. It's, my it's getting kind of ratchet. It's been, it's been hard to speak English tonight for me. <laughs> uh, uh, I think you I said Brooks why. Kepa, which is John Rahm's kid's name. Anyway. <laughs> um, I do like Brooks. Uh, I think at that number, uh, I think it's a good number. There's a lot of guys about this. This, this week <laughs> excites me so much about betting. There are just so many good odds on some longer named guys or, or longer odds on some longer named guys. Do you just want to leave? Like, why don't Can you I just go? leave? <laughs> Can I go and come back? If TJ After Dark is going to be real, real tough. Anyway, I also like Colin Morikawa as well. Um, well I've who seen don't him. you like? Who'd you say you don't like? It's 17 Spieth? to 1. I like my. I, I only, I'm talking about two guys here plus Jordan Speed. I thought you said Brooks, you said Rory, you said Morikawa. No, you said Rory. I did say Rory. You're right. 
do we both need to leave and come back? I like Rory. Well, my my excuse is <laughs> Pat. What's your first language? <laughs> my excuse know. is I don't even know what my first language is right now. My really excuse don't. is still reserve. That's what I. That's what my that's what my excuse is. Anyway, let's move on, dude. Can I take a break right here for just a second? This is not golf related. So if you're one of those people that's going to be like, oh, why don't you just talk about the picks and shut the fuck up? Then you're going to want to fast forward. You know how when you get older, Pat, you have to sometimes correct your own parents? That's tough. It's tough to do. Uh, do you have to do that? Do you ever have to do that with Miss Marie or Mr. Patrick? Correct them about what? Like, uh, like when, they, when they do something that's effed up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, it's yeah. tough. It's tough to correct your own parents. I respect my parents tremendously. I had to correct my dad today on something. And I sent him, like, a, a, a long text, right? Like, that big green box, that was, that was the text I sent him. Oh, so he's got one of those phones, too? He's got a freaking Android. It pisses me off. Can you believe... What, I, I've tried it? to correct him on that, but he won't listen. Yeah, that's some correction that's but, needed. But, okay, right see there. the green? See the green? Like, that's how much I texted him today. You saw that? Okay. You know what he just yeah. did to me? He just did to me your new thing. Which, if, you're follow, if you follow us on Twitter... Oh, he did? If you follow <laughs> us... If you follow us on Twitter and you piss Pat off, this is what's going to happen. Pat is going to respond with a single letter tweet. And it will just be the letter... K. That's it. That's all he's going to say. And that means that you have gotten to Pat. So if you can tweet us and get Pat going and get him to respond with K, that means you've gotten to him. And my dad just K'd me. See that? See that little K? That's what he just did to me. I just got the text back. I sent it it to him eight hours ago. And I just got eight hours later, I got K, which is a lot of fun. All right. Pat, quit paying attention. So that probably means the listeners did too. Thank you, Pat, for that. I appreciate that, buddy. Let's... No, I just sent something to Sam, and it was a uh, a Google definition of uh, of what you know responding with the letter K means, mm. and um, or could is there mean... a hidden meaning? Well, it's it's derogatory apparently, and so I was going to see if he could throw it up, but I, I he probably can't do it that that quickly. But anyway, oh, I wow. just didn't. <clears throat> wow. Um. All right, let's get back to the outrights. This is uh, now the mid range here, up to twenty or twenty six to one, up to seventy five to one. Love this range here. I mean, one of my favorite plays that I talked about on the podcast for the DraftKings show is Daniel Berger. Mm-hmm. He just checks absolutely every box, and I love him on a course that like does reward a little bit of distance, but you don't have to be a bomber. It's really a total driver's golf course. That's what he is. He's a, he's, his scrambling has been tremendous. His approach play has been tremendous. He's a big game hunter. He's a 35 to 1 on points bet. I love that number for Berger. And then two guys at 40 to 1 I like a lot. Hideki, who I did not talk about on the DraftKings show. I'm buying Hideki right now. I mean, the dude is rolling. Hideki's just kind of feeling himself all of a sudden. Um, he's second in the field in approach recently. He's 23rd in fairways gained. He's, I mean, it just all boils down the putter, as always, for Hideki. But these are small greens. If you hit these small greens, you're less likely to have these three putts and these long lag putts that you got to then make a six-footer to save par or whatever. I like that for Hideki at 40 to 1 on both DraftKings and points bet. I'm sorry, just DraftKings. Then Harris English at 40 to 1 on both DraftKings and points bet. What can you not like about English? If you want to fade him in DFS because he's going to be chalk, that's fine. 
but I highly recommend you have exposure to him in the outright market. He should have won a couple weeks ago when Bryson iced him with the slow play. Um, but I mean, it, it would be hard. To, I mean, there's hardly anybody coming in probably in better form or more confident than Harris English right now, the way he's been playing. And, and the ball striking tee to green is tremendous. So I'm all in on English at 40 to one solidifying his Ryder Cup spot would uh, playing well this week would do a lot for solidifying that Ryder Cup spot for Harris English. Cause I do think he he's in, but I think he's, I still think captain Stricker's probably not quite there yet. Um, so I think, I think he needs a good week. And then finally I'll go Sung J M at 70 to one. I'm usually not a Sung J guy, but I find myself drawn to the, uh, the iron play has been coming around. If you look over the last 24, 12, 8, 4 rounds, Sung Jay's irons have been back to Sung Jay kind of form. Um, the scrambling, he's always been kind of just a little bit average, better than average slightly on uh, in terms of strokes gain around the green. The putting on bent grass has been much improved over the short term for Sung Jay. So hit a few more fairways, and I think we're, we're doing well for Sung Jay at 70-1, to 1, a kid who won the Honda Classic, right? Um, which is a tough field and a, and a tough golf course. So those are my mid-range selections. Okay. Well, I, uh, I like them. Um, I'm a big fan of Burger this week. I mentioned that on the DK show, so I'm with you there. Um, I like Abraham Answer. He is 30-1 to 1 on points, but I think that's a good number for old Answer. And uh, obviously finished well last time they played here in 2019, coming off of victory just a week or so ago. Um, so I think answer is a great play this week. I like Decky as well. I'm with you on that one. Uh, I like Adam Scott at 50 to one. You know, Ooh. I know what everybody, you know, saw with the, the Wyndham championship. God, hope but, he can win with a three putt on the 72nd hole. Yeah. Cause if he's well, got a two putt it, you're, you're, you're in trouble. We'll see, but he does play absolutely fantastic on this golf course. Uh, was top five. The last time they played here, one here in 2013. Um, which I know is a long time ago, but Who still, cares? Adam Scott coming I don't give in a and rip what he did in 2013. I don't 2019. I do when he's coming off of a good finish just this past week. Doesn't matter. I think it matters. I don't think it does. I think it matters. I don't think it does. Anyway, I like Adam Scott at fifty to one. Another guy that I can't even believe he didn't mention that we just did, we didn't really we didn't put we did that two minute lineup on the DFS show. And I didn't want to put Sam Burns in there, but I kind of like him as a bet at 60 Ooh, to 1. I can't interest you in a little Burns at 60 to 1. Yeah, I do like Sam Burns as a bet at 60 to 1. So I'll put him in there. And then Shane Lowry also at 70 to 1. I think he is, that's a really good number, I think, for Shane Lowry. 70. So um, those are who I like in this uh, mid range between 25 to 1 and 75 to 1. I think the reason I didn't, I didn't, click on burns is the accuracy off the tee is a little concerning for him here i think if he makes the weekend which i think he has a good chance of doing he scores a lot so which is obviously good for DraftKings. i do think he's also going to be one that a lot of people pass up on i think he's a good leverage play in tournaments but to win at a, in the strongest field in the history of the world golf ranking i think is a little a little high for sam i mean i think he could do it he's got the mustache he's got the chops but um, that, that was the only thing I think that kind of pulled me off of him a little bit. That's it. Uh, okay. so, pr- producer Sam says, is it crazy that Adam Scott is the same price as Patrick Reed? 
Uh, I mean, I think obviously there's a, a a response to the fact that we very easily and coulda, woulda, shoulda been talking about Adam Scott as coming off a win this week. I mean, or at least a at least he was going to the the um the another uh, another hole of the playoff with Kiz had he made the putt and Kiz made his right. So uh, I think that's probably what this is, honestly. And Reed's well, it's. This this question is kind of because di- if you're, they're actually a little bit different when you look at some different books. So if you're looking at there and and that's on DraftKings, they're at forty. He's at, they're both at forty to one, but Adam's got fifty to one on points. But I like that number a little better. I don't think that. Uh, yeah, I mean, Reed. Reed really hasn't done all that much at all. Well, he's got a win in twenty twenty one, which. Um, I mean, it was early. It was the farmers uh, at the end of January, but you can't uh, you you can't say that about Adam Scott. I mean, you can you can almost say it. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I mean, you, you can, can almost say it. From yeah. last week. I mean, I I don't know. I guess. I mean, literally, if, if that putt. Oh yeah. Like a couple inches, and he's got to win, and you're coming. We're coming in saying like the whole different narrative. Or everything changes. I think, like me, the books are smart, and um, there's so many people. There's so many people riding in their car right now. They're going, "Fucking DB, such an asshole." I I could hear it. You guys know I like play to this, but I think the books, like me, are smart. In they don't really take a lot of uh, of weight in what happened in 2019, so they're not going to give Reed a big boost for winning this thing freaking two years ago, like. They're just not. So if if he'd won it, like f- I'm giving Scott though on the opposite end of that more of a. I mentioned reasons for playing him as a bet. The fact that he won here in 2013 and was top five here in 2019 as something to look at. But I actually am put more emphasis on the fact that he almost won last week. Like Scott, and now he's coming. Yeah, Scott, and now he's coming into a, a course that he's obviously shown he can play well on. Yeah. All right. Well, put put it in the chat on YouTube. How how would you how would you have Reed and Scott separated if you were setting the odds? Would you have would you have Reed ahead of of Scott? Would you have them the same? Would you have Scott ahead of Reed? What would you do? How would you get that done? All right. Is that it for you All in right. this mid range? Yep. That's it. All right. Uh, let's look at the long range. Kind of seventy six to one or up to one twenty five to one. Uh, the kind of long shots up to one twenty five to one. I'll give you, I guess I'll give you three names. I didn't mention him on the DFS show because I do think he's going to be chalk, and I'd mentioned enough chalk. But I think Russell Henley, at, uh, he's at 80-1 to 1 on points bet. Another guy who we should have been talking about winning a golf tournament just last week, uh, who his ball striking has been tremendous. He checks every single box, stroke gain approach, around the green, bogey avoidance, fairways. He does all of it. He doesn't hit the ball very far, which you don't have to do here. And his putting kind of comes and goes, right? He, he does gain strokes on bent grass greens. He gained strokes in the last four events that he's played in, which has been refreshing for Russell Henley. And in those last four, he's finished seventh. He missed cut 11th, 19th, and then a 13th at the U.S. Open. So, I mean, he's definitely trending nicely in terms of putting. But the ball striking has been solid, and 80 to 1 is a nice number, I think, for, for Russell Henley, for just for me to have a little nibble, a little nibble on points bet for Russell Henley. 
But two guys I actually like more than him are both 100 to 1. Uh, the first one is Kevin Strillman. He's 100 to 1 on both DK and sports uh, and points bet. And what can you say about Kevin Strillman? The guy's been playing outstanding. Uh, hits a bunch of fairways. Irons have been great. Around the green play has been great. Like, like he's just he's doing it. You know, he found himself in contention in two majors this week late on Sunday. I don't think this is this tournament is too big for him. I think he can get it done. He's a PJ Tour veteran. I think he can get it done. Although he doesn't have a lot of wins to his name, I just think he can't. This is the this is one of the best years he's ever had. I love Strillman at 100 to 1. The name that I like the most out of this range and probably one of my favorite names altogether in this entire field is Kevin Na. And I I hate to say it because it just feels icky rolling off the tongue because Kevin Na has screwed over so many people in his career with withdrawals or like mailing it in. I don't think he's going to do that here in a FedEx Cup playoff event, but you talk about one of the best putters and the, probably the best, statistically gives Jordan Spieth a run for his money in around the green play in Kevin Knott, and he hits a bunch of fairways. So like he just does almost everything exceptionally well. The irons are the only question mark for Kevin Knott, of which he just gained 7.1 strokes approach with, uh, with his play at the Wyndham that got him runner-up. So um, I think Kevin Knott is very much in play. Two runner-ups in his last three events. John Deere finished runner-up as well. He can do it with the putter. He can, get hot. he can get hot with the irons and do it. If he puts it all together, which we've seen him do almost every year on the PJ Tour, you know, one in 20, uh, 2021 at the Sony. One in 2019 at the Shriners. One in 2019 at the Charles Schwab. One in 2018 at the Greenbrier. Like, the guy gets it done and closes the door, and as annoying as he is sometimes, walking in all his putts and stuff, like, the guy's a gamer, and he just, he just makes it happen. So Kevin Na is one of my favorites. He's not one of my favorites, but if you want to play him, whatever. Lottie freaking die. Um... All right, I'm going to give you a couple here. And one I'm surprised actually hasn't come up on a course like this where we mentioned ball strikers, and that is Sergio Garcia at 90 to 1. Sergio. I like, I like him this week. I think, he, you know, he's, we've seen him you know, pl- play pretty well de- recently. So I do like Sergio at 90 to 1. I think uh, this could be a good course for him. And uh, I think that's a good number. Also, like, you know, Brandon Grace. How about Brandon Grace last week? Yeah. I mean, he's coming yeah. in 100 to 1, has played very well all year long. Um, you know, given himself a ton of chances, made 17 of 25 cuts. He's won a tournament this year. I know it was Puerto Rico, but whatever. I think Grace has played well. I like him at 100 to 1. So those are the two favorite guys here in this range. I think those are uh, good numbers for those guys. Um, outside of that, I don't You said Brendan Grace and who? Sergio. Okay. All right, bombs, long shot outrights over 125 to 1. Um, I'll give you three. They're all at 150 to 1. I talked about the kid on the DFS episode. I can't quit Maverick McNeely. He's got the best, second best name in all of golf to Tiger Woods. Checks the box putting, checks sixth in the field in bogey avoidance over the last 12 rounds, recent history. Scrambling well. Iron play's been great. Kid's been in great form. You know, this is a big tournament for him to get his first win. I understand that. But it's 150 to 1 in a 124 man field event. He's playing so good. He finished runner up at Pebble Beach. He finished fourth at Harbor Town. Um, he's, he's got top fives under his belt. Like the, the kid can, 
you know, he's been in some final groups. He's got a little bit of experience. It, it's a long shot, but that's what we're talking about. So McNeely's interesting to me at 150 to one. I probably prefer him as a top 20 or something like that, but we'll get to that in a minute. Now, two names that I do think have the chops to get it done and have shown it and proven it on the PGA Tour in big, in big events. And I didn't mention either one of them on the DraftKings show, Pat. Mm, okay. Here's a name that I don't play often, but I like him for outrights. I'm going to give him a shot. Your boy, Matthew Wolf, as you like oh, to say. Wolf. Matthew Wolf. The, obviously, he's a bomber. We all know that. Needs to hit some more fairways or club down. Whatever he's got to do, he needs to get it done. Around the green play has been very solid in the last few events. Uh, we, just need, we just need putting, approach play, you know, but it's Matthew Wolf, and he's 150 to 1. You know, kids, kids bouncing back off of a little hiatus there, but he's a PGA Tour winner at the 3M Open. He's got three runner-up finishes in the last basically 12 calendar, 12 months. Um, and he's contended in majors. Like, he, the stage isn't too big for Matt Wolf, but 150 to 1 in a field like this is enticing for Matt Wolf. Another guy I feel like is similar to Matt Wolf is Gary Woodland at 150 to 1. But the difference with Woodland is we've seen him play well on shorter courses where he clubs down. Even though he's a long hitter, he can club down and hit that little stinger that's really sexy. And he's a better putter, I think, overall than Matt Wolf, uh, which is kind of shocking. But And Woodland's form's been not fantastic. But I think, you know, FedEx Cup playoffs, he turns it up, turns it on. 150-1 to 1 for Gary Woodland. Uh, Daddy likes. So that's it for me. Okay. All right. Well, a few that I like. I like Matt Wallace. He is 150 to 1. I think that's a good number for him. You know, he's played extremely well most of the year, uh, coming off a top 10 finish at the Kazoo. Um, Which if one? You don't know, if you don't know what the Kazoo is, you should. Um, and you can tell me about it because I don't really know what the Kazoo is either. But um, <laughs> he finished top 10 there. Okay. Um, so I think, uh, I think Matt Wallace, you know, long shot, 150 to one. Okay. With that. Um, another couple guys that I like here in this range, um, you know, Mackenzie Hughes, he's, uh, you know, he's 150 to one. Also the guy that's showed up in two majors in a row, uh, the open championship a little bit, a little bit. And then the PGA champion or the, the U S open as well. Um, I think Mackenzie Hughes could be interesting down here at 150 to one. Uh, another guy that you might look at, Max Homa, is 150 to one. You know, okay, two a bunch of you know, just eh. looking at long shots. Uh, I like those guys. And then Troy Merritt. How can I not mention Troy Merritt? Because we have a graphic for him, so we might as well mention Troy Merritt at 150 to one. And he had a good finish here a couple of years ago. Yeah, there he is, Troy he Jebediah is. Merritt, the Amish sensation. Yes, you got to mention Troy Merritt here at 151. So there you go. That is uh, all I got for the long shot range. You got any top 20s? No, but I do have a uh, a top 10 that I would like to mention in the let them hang play. How come you never have top 20s when top 20s are literally on the sheet? There are no top 10s on the sheet. The top, mm-hmm. There's top 20s on the sheet, but no, you never have them, and then you have top 10. I think I had top 20s last week. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, I did. I did last week, but I don't. I don't. Okay. Well, what's your top ten then? That's my let them hang play. So you. Okay. Can well, hold on, on on that. Ah. Uh, 
God. I'll give you a bomb. I'll give you two bomb. No, I'll give you four bomb top 20s that I like. Sepp Straka, 10 to 1. He's been playing all right. Olympics, he's got chops, all right? Luke List, who I talked about ad nauseum on the DFS show, Pat hates. Uh, Luke List actually plays well on shorter, not, not shorter, but like, this is an in-between kind of track, but he's good on long or short courses. He's just got to make a putt. He's 10 to 1. Hank Lebiota, who we both like, he's 10 to 1. He's chalking DFS. He's low 6K. He's been playing great. Got three top 10s, I think, in his last four events. Barely missed the cut last week, but like, was okay. He was fine. He's 10 to 1 as a top 20. Big bomb. In honor of the, of the, the beverage I had to consume on the DFS show tonight, Brendan Steele. Steel Reserve is 14 to 1, multiple PGA Tour winner, long hitter, can, can score when he's hot, uh, sucks on Bermuda, so he sucks everywhere, but so Bent's decent for him. 14 to 1, top 20, I kind of like that for, uh, for your boy Brendan Steele. You know, some names we already mentioned, like Woodland, Wolf, McNeely, those guys are 6 to 1, top 20. I mentioned Streelman and Nah. Strills is four to one. Nas three to one. I actually wrote down Sergio Garcia, who you mentioned. I didn't like him as an outright, but he's three to one as a top twenty. So there's some okay. some That's top twenty good. names that are kind of bombs that you know caught my eye. Uh, I do have some matchups, Pat. Can I run some matchups by you? Sure. Yeah. Throw a bunch of matchups out there. You know, I, I always like plus money or even money matchups when I can take the dog. It's golf. It's random AF. Now you you and I both like answer, but I don't know that we're both. I, I'm pretty high on burger. I couldn't get a read on you for burger, but burger is plus one hundred to Abraham answer. How could you not get a read on me for burger when I just mentioned him on the show and the DFS show, like everywhere else? Well, I mentioned How, it first. That, I guess you just said like, "Hey, yeah, I like that play." But like, what kind of read do you need from me? I didn't. Other than I mean, if I agree with you. That should be all the read that you need. I need you like, like take your shirt off and shake them for me. Okay. Anyway, that's all you need. If I agree, so who would you take in that matchup? Burger plus one hundred. Answer minus one twenty. Um, I like the burger side of that matchup, yeah. but I like both those players. But I like the burger side. And burger's a killer. And you get plus money. I think there's a little recency bias there with answer coming off the win. Uh. This is an interesting one. English plus 100 against Bryson minus 120. No, definitely English. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I with think you. Bryson might I'm, miss this cut. I'm with you. That's interesting. All right, here's, here's one. This is even money. Grillo or Seamus Power? I actually agree. I think Seamus is, like, if you're running models and stuff, I think Seamus Power stats are going to be a little inflated for you, and I like Seamus Power. But I think they're going to be a little inflated because of the field strength that the dude's been playing against. I mean, he, he, he won an alternate field event in the Barbasol. He, then he, he finished eighth at the John Deere. Crap event. Eighth at the Rocket Mortgage. That's a little better. But mm-hmm. Wyndham last week finished 60th. I don't know. I just think, I think he's a little inflated. So I, I'm, I agree with you. I, I take Grillo there. What about, here's a big one. Two big names. Morikawa is plus 125. You bet $100, you win 125. Over John Rahm, 
minus 155. Do you, because here's the question. The question is probably not which one do you take. The question is, do you avoid the bet or do you take Morikawa? Those are the two options. I don't think I would take the bet. I'd just like sit on, I'd, I would just. You'd avoid that one? Path. Yeah. Dude, Morikawa at plus 125 is tasty, even against John Rom. It's freaking John Rahm, man. He's basically know, the best player in the world right now. I, uh, he is. Uh, Morikawa ain't far behind. You know what I mean? I think that's a tasty one. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Nope. I'm okay. Not, I'm out. All right. What about, here's two, here's another one. What about Jordan Spieth plus 125 over John Rahm minus 155? John Rahm's going to win. Yeah. You like, you like Morikawa more than you like Spieth. So you're going to take, you're going to avoid the bet or you're going to bet. Rom, right? Yes. Okay. I'm tempted there with speed too. All right, two more. Hideki plus 100 over Adam Scott, who you just mentioned at minus 120. I like Scott, but I like Hideki. Um, I think I go Hideki. I mean, I like the both. I mentioned both of them. You got to take the plus money there. Last one. Kevin Na plus 100. Cameron Tringali minus 120. Mm. I'm going to go Tringali. I'm a Kevin Na believer this that week. That could end up being a bet that you win on the day on day one. God. Day one. Um, Tringali and Kevin Na, huh? Yeah. Is that a bet? Are we doing a bet? Yeah, we could. Because I would take to. I would take Kevin Na even money head to head against Cameron Tringali. I I, I would take Tringali. I don't care. What if, I don't I don't even looked at his form or whatever else. Then Kevin it, Na could literally be out of this tournament on day one. Do you think he's gonna do that in the FedEx Cup playoffs though? Like Kevin Na want that cash, dog. He's not gonna withdraw. I'm just saying he could hit a thousand balls into the water on. Come a hole. on, man. So could Cameron Tringali. He did it at the at the PGA. Remember. I, I will take Tringali. All right, let's spin the freaking wheel. I've here. loved Tringali let's spin all year. The wheel. Spin the wheel that is unnamed. Listen, we need a name for this wheel. We got some recommendations in. Some of them were good. Most of them weren't. We hadn't landed on one yet. Put it in the YouTube chat. What do you think this wheel should be called? This wheel of punishment that I had that spun last week and landed on the, the nasty malt beverage that I took down. Producer Sam has the wheel in view here on YouTube. I'm taking Kevin Nye. You're taking uh, Cameron Tringali straight up. If they tie at the tournament, the tiebreaker is DraftKings points scored. Is that what you want to do? Uh, yeah. All right. Tringali, by the way, should probably be, I mean, he is 7,300 on DraftKings versus Nah, who's 7,500. So, uh, okay, you know. well, he's minus 120 over Nah, plus 100 in the betting market. I'm just saying, you know, there's... Yeah, so you taking it or high. not? Yeah, we'll okay. take it. Let's go. Spin that shit. If I lose, baby food is what I'm most afraid of. I'll be honest with you. What does that say? Bite a raw onion. Chew. Swallow. Okay, I can handle that. Bite a raw onion. Chew and swallow. A big chunk out of a a raw onion. Okay. Okay. We really attack our taste buds here on the Tour Junkie Show. All right, there it is, the onion bet. Nah versus Cameron Tringali. 
Onions! <clears throat> Pat, that means it's time for the final segment of the night, the Let Them Hang predictions. I will let you go as you are eager. You're the eager beaver here tonight. I'm not really that eager on this one because I, I just sometimes I, I really like this segment and sometimes I hate it. And this week I hate it. Um, but I am going to go with my um, Let Them Hang bet is going to be actually Sep Straka as a top 10 at 25 to 1, but here's where you let them hang, okay? Yeah, because I'm waiting throw, on the let them hang part. You throw some extra units on that. You oh. don't just do your normal unit. Like, you put $100 on that at 25 to 1, Sep Straka. He's played well recently. He had that top 10 at the Olympics, top 15 last week at the Wyndham. I think you, you like triple or quadruple your normal unit, throw it on Sep Straka as a top 10. What was the number again at top 10? 25 to 1. I mentioned him as a top 20, so we obviously like Straka's upside. The, the floor is quite low for Sep, but the, the ceiling is solid. If he's feeling himself, I think he could do it. Um, I like Sep. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I like your, that let him hang, but uh, I got one that's really hanging, Pat. I'm letting my boys drag the floor. If, if mm. this bet were to hit, we would go down in infamy. I am picking DraftKings is offering a wire-to-wire winner, Pat. Meaning that this golfer is going to lead after round one, round two, round three, and round four, and it is one of the golfers that I feel the most confident about all week, and his name is Daniel Berger, and he is 200-1 to to be a wire-to-wire winner at the 2021 Northern Trust. I'm buying it. I love Berger. 200-1. You know, just throw a little percentage of your unit, you know, a little piecemeal unit on that and then pray. Daniel Berger, I'm all in. That's my let him hang prediction. I mean, how many times do you really get a wire to wire winner? We almost had it with Russell Henley, though, last week. Yeah, should have had it. It's going to be tough to do in a field like this, but that's why he's 200 to one. But, you know, I was looking at some ballsy bets and that's when I was like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Um, All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, we appreciate it. May your screens be green for the Northern Trust Championship. And may your bets hit. May you, may you increase your units this week, friends and family. Thanks for watching. Leave a comment in the YouTube channel. If you're watching, please hit the thumbs up and subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. It helps out the show. It's something free. It's something quick you can do to help us out. It means a lot. If you left the review a while back, you can leave another one. It still helps. So there you go. Thanks for watching. Have a great week. We'll be back next week for the next FedEx Cup playoff event. See ya!